Open your Bibles, please, and when you find John chapter number 6, I've got to get busy tonight. I'm on a schedule, amen? I have time restraints. Look here, I was going to say thank you for the food. I'm not doing that. I was going to say thank you for all the nice things. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Church is fun, amen? Thanks for coming to church tonight. Monday night preaching's good. John chapter number 6. Boy, this this was so good. I enjoyed it. I can't talk about it. I'm sorry. I've got to move on. I've got to I've got to move along. Is this happening right here? Turn it on. Oh, I broke it. Man, that's loud. Uh, anyway, here we go. John chapter number six. John chapter number six. I'm gonna get right to this tonight. We're gonna talk about food. Say amen. amen. Boy, that's my favorite subject. Amen. <laughs> John chapter number six. I want to visit with you about a portion of scripture that you know about. And boy, I can't see that. All right, there we go. John chapter number six, verse, 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 verse. Would you notice, would you notice verse number uh, um, 11? John chapter six, verse number 11. I preached this last night at my church, so maybe the second time around will be better. Amen? My, my wife told me what I ought to add and subtract, and so we're going to see if we can do a little better. John chapter number six, verse 11. Jesus took the loaves, right? Y'all know this story? Nobody knows this story? Okay, good. Y'all know this story? Talk to If you'll talk to me, I'll get through it real fast. Amen? Oh, there everybody is. You're awake now. That's good. John chapter number 6, 11. Have I told you that yet? Y'all got to get with it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Come on, come on. Come on. Here we go. John chapter 6, verse number what? Woohoo! Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. I like a buffet. Do y'all like a buffet? That's what, that's what we've got here, a buffet. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. That nothing be lost. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about don't forget the fragments. Don't forget the fragments. Now this will be important for us tonight. Verse number 13, the Bible says, Therefore they, who are the they here? The disciples, right? They gathered them, the fragments, right, together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the, of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. I want to make two important statements here and then I'll say some things and maybe they'll be funny or not and then I'll make some more statements and we'll get to it. The first statement is this. I'd like everybody to think, think real hard with me. Let's, let's, sort of, let's sort of get serious just for a moment so we can set our feet in what God has for us. Consider this, this thought right here. That what God does is meant to last Amen. or endure, we might say. Are you listening to me? What God does is meant to endure. Now, let me help you tonight. If you listen to me and, and listen to the Lord, I think, I think you'll get some help. What God does, He means for it to last. For instance, when God works a miracle, that's a divine intervention, right? That's a supernatural working of God. We call those things miracles. Would you agree with that? Yes. When you got saved, that's a miracle. Did you know that? When you got born again, that's a miracle of God. All right? God moved in and a supernatural, y'all you look, looking at me? A supernatural work was done in your life. Would you agree with that? God intends for that miracle to go on. Would you agree with that? God intends for that to endure. Let me suggest to you that every, every, every day you live the Christian life, the miracle of the supernatural work of God is enduring in your life. God does not want me to take what he's given me and hide my candle under a bushel, so to speak. God wants his work to endure. That's why he did it. 
So I want you to, by the way, consider this. John chapter 15, the scripture says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you should ask what you will. Is that not what your Bible says? Your Bible talks about abiding and dwelling. The truth of the matter is God intends for us to abide with him so that there is something done in us that can be shown out of, outside of us. For instance, let me illustrate it this way. When I was, uh, we, we were in Evansville, Indiana, and I, uh, I w- was working a side job and as assistant pastor, and uh, I worked for a lawn care outfit. And by the way, thank you so much for the weather. It's just wonderful. We just so appreciate this April springtime, cherry blossoms, and all the things we heard about. This is so wonderful. It's 78 and sunshining where I came from, and we've been mowing our grass for two weeks. But anyway, I just so enjoy this little taste of weather in heaven you've got here called winter. And I, with the pastor, I say thank you for coming to church because in Arkansas, when they say snow, people just leave for a month. So I, I, I figured that if y'all don't come to church in the snow, you won't ever go to church. So, uh, uh, but anyway, thanks for coming tonight on, a, on a, just, a, just a beautiful, balmy, just almost Miami-like uh, spring night uh, in April. Amen. <laughs> and I got out and I said, man, that's cold blowing up my skirt. Good night. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I worked for a, for a, a lawn outfit, not, not mowing and stuff. Uh, God bless you. When I, uh, it was uh, making it grow, you know, kill the weeds, make stuff grow. And uh, the fellow I worked for, he said, uh, I've got to hurry. The fellow I worked for, he said, he said, now don't get this crab grass preventer on you. If you get it on you, it'll stain you real bad. Well, I got some uh, on my hands, and I thought, well, he's crazy as a Betsy Bug. There's nothing wrong with my hands. I don't have anything on me. And so I didn't think anything about it. I worked all day long dumping that stuff in the hopper and spreading it out, you know, and moving along. And I went home that evening, and uh, we lived in an apartment, and the couch was, was here, and then there was a sliding glass door there, and you could, I was looking out over the parking lot. Well, I, I just got on the couch with my two knees, and I looked out over into the parking lot and did whatever I was going to do. About two hours later, two big old yellow knee marks was right there on, the, on our white couch, by our white couch two yellow mark and everything I had touched through the house was just transforming into yellow it, I mean it was just everywhere my wife comes home she said <laughs> and so I remembered what the fellow said about getting a residue you see when you get a little of that dust on you you might not see it eventually I mean, immediately but eventually you'll see it and when you get some Jesus on you you might not always notice it but it'll, it'll start showing it'll start showing so you're supposed to abide You're supposed to abide because what gets done in you is designed to be done outside of you. And what he does, he means for it to endure. Would you agree with that? Number two, consider this also. It is likely that God's working in our lives is lost due to our frailty. In other words, what God wants to do, he wants it to endure. What God does, he wants it to endure. It will not endure because I'm weak. Can we be humble Christians tonight? It will not endure because I I fail. It will not endure because at times I'm selfish. It will not endure because at times I kind of want to do what I want to do. It will not endure because at times I doubt what's even being done. It will not last. When he went to his own hometown, he could do no great mighty works there. Why is that? Because they didn't believe. Because, it, because, because I'm weak. I, like what, I love what Jesus told Paul. And Paul said, I'm so weak and I've got this problem. I've got this problem. If you just get rid of this problem, everything would be wonderful in my life. And Jesus said, I need you to be weak so I can shine in your life. Right. Right. There's a test. We all testify. Preacher, I'm weak. Jesus, I'm weak. Right. I, don't, I don't always click on all cylinders. Say amen to me now. Yes. I don't always do what I'm supposed to do. Amen. Right. 
I, I, don't, I, don't always, I, don't, I don't always have it all together like sometimes I portray. Our desires get in the way of God working in our life. Our reasonings are not His reasonings. Our thoughts are not His thoughts. And that gets in the way sometimes of what God wants done. Consider this also as we go further. That God's purposes many times are stunted or fail because my purposes are not His purposes. Jesus praying in the garden. Not my will, but thine be done. Nevertheless, not what I want. Miss, make sure it is what you want. Everybody understand that? God wants what He does to endure. Next, God's work will not endure because I'm weak. And because I don't always have it all together. Then I want to pose this question to you quickly as we're trying to move here. Jesus now here has taken the loaves and the fishes and there's been a miracle here and there's been a supernatural work of God done and all of these folks have been fed and they had a big buffet out there on the hill. And the scripture says here that Jesus made sure, preacher, he made sure to tell those disciples, gather up the fragments that remain. And here's this tag in verse 12, that nothing be lost. That nothing be lost. I don't want anything to go to waste. I want it to endure. I don't want anything to just just be thrown away. I want it to endure. So the question I pose to you tonight by way of just introduction, and I'm I'm moving, but the question I pose is this to all of us tonight, and I've asked myself this, and this was something I wrote down a long time ago, and I found it, and God just sort sort of pouring stuff out, and here we go. The question I pose tonight is this. Can we be okay with fragments? Can we be okay when we aren't feasting? Can we go on when we're not sitting on the mountainside and eating and having a big old time? Can we still go on for Jesus when all we have left are the fragments? So many of God's people, and let's let God help us tonight, amen? So many of God's people, if they're not knocking it out of the park, they're discouraged and frustrated and we're walking out the door. So many of God's people get so discouraged because they're not always hitting the grand slam and they're not always feasting all their Christian life. I want to, I want to, just, I want to break the news to everybody in the room tonight. There was only one Red Sea parting. There was only one time where the walls came down around Jericho. There was only, there was a, there, there, there was only a few giant miracles in their life. My dear friend, right, take the illustration of, of, of Joshua chapter 6. They marched around the walls once, six days on the seventh day, right? They marched. Okay, one time the walls came down. The majority of that story is marching. And the majority of your Christian life is living every day. There's one feast. And Jesus said, look, look, don't forget the fragments. Don't forget the fragments. You and I would say this. You and I would say this. That's just scraps. Just scrape it off in the trash can. Amen? Right. Or as we say at, 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 the home, at, at, at home, give it to the dogs. <laughs> Throw it out for the dogs. Right? And, and uh, the dog's gnawing on something. Well, you were gnawing on it an hour ago. But you get the idea. It's just scraps. It's no good. It's not worth anything. Just throw it away. Jesus said, Brother Joe, Jesus said, don't let that get away from you. You be sure and pick that up. I want to make some more statements to you. Is everybody okay? Got 90% of them? You got everybody with me? All right, watch this one. Fragments. I love this one. Here we go. Here we go. Fragments are the overflow of abounding blessings. There are no fragments if there's not a feast. If you got fragments, it's because you had a feast. If you've got something left over, it's because you had a good time. If God has ever done a work in your life, you've got some fragments. 
You got some things you can look back and say, man, lie that right there. That's not a scrap. That is holy to me. That is special to me. That's when God did this. That's when God did that. That's when God cared for that. And you got that afterglow going on of what God has done in your life. Fragments are the overflow of God's work in your life. Amen. Watch this one. Fragments are the remains of Jesus' works. Fragments are the remains. The scripture says here, make the men to sit down, and then we know the whole story here. And uh, they pass it all out, and everybody eats, and Jesus makes sure. Now, don't, don't forget, don't forget. What you're picking up here is some leftovers of my working, my personal working in your life. Fragments are not scraps, but they're just broken off pieces for the future. Look at your Bible. It says it very plainly. Verse number 13. Therefore they gathered them together. Watch your Bible. Pull it right out of the Bible. That's a novel idea. Amen. And filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves. Hold it. Hold it. Which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. This was not... (laughs) I love cold pizza. Man, I love cold pizza. When I was in Bible college, speaking of Bible college, it's just we're going to reminisce, amen. When I was in Bible college, there were six of us in a room. Maybe till Christmas because somebody would fade out or be gone or whatever. But there were six of us. And in those days, you could get two Little Caesars pizzas for $6. Pizza, pizza. And there had a little seizure, y'all know what I'm talking about, right down the road there. And if you could get a dollar out of your roommates, you could eat. Hold it. And you, man, it's big time and somebody's got a car and you got six dollars, you got two pizzas. And you go in the back way so you, everybody else in the dormitory don't see you with pizzas. And you go in your room and you shut the door and you hunker down like you're in there drinking or something. And you get you start, because you ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich from the basement. The, 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 okay, so, you, man, you got a pizza. A dollar. And you're eating pizza. But it gets better. You get up in the morning. You walk into the shower. And there's them pizza. Get you a little breakfast on the way to the shower. Amen. I like cold pizza. I got locusts that live in my house. It's a 15-year-old daughter, it's a 12-year-old niece, and a 9-year-old nephew. And they swoop in like the plagues of Egypt, and they just consume everything. We used to have food until they showed up. And, 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 and there's the pizza box, and I come home, and I, I slip out, because I know there's, there's, there's pizza from last night still at the house. And I go home, there at school, glory to God. And I come home, and I raise the pizza box, what do I find? One piece left and a big old half moon bite mark right out of that right out of that point. I'll pick it up and eat it anyway. But that's not what that's talking about. That's talking about pieces that were broken, but they were unused. They're still very good. You just didn't need them right now. You see, when you're not feasting, you're going to have to have something. Because every day is not a feast. And you're going to be frustrated and put out with God if you're waiting on every day to be a feast. You're going to be put out and disappointed that God don't listen to you no more and God don't care about you anymore. And by the way, you got an enemy barking in your ear too, amen. And he's constantly telling you Jesus don't love you and he loves everybody else better than you and you ain't good as them people down there and on and blah, 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 blah. Truth of the matter is God loves you as much as he's ever loved anybody. Yes. 
He loves you as much as you love anybody. And he provides for you as much as you love anybody. He's not, he not undoing anything with you. He's got a lot invested in you if you're saved. He's not trying to starve you out. He's trying to build you into the image of his son, Romans 8. This story is in all three other gospels. John is what we call not one of the synoptic gospels, but the story is in John. I'd like you to find the book of Mark very quickly, please. I forgot my glasses. I've started wearing glasses. And I don't always have my glasses, so sometimes I have them, sometimes I don't. And then my daughter, she's sitting out here about where Joey's sitting in church, and she says, Daddy, look, whatever you do, if you're going to wear those glasses, wear them, but don't look over your nose at us. It's okay, fine. So I'm getting used to wearing glasses. Well, I'm not used to it now because I didn't even bring them. Mark chapter number 6. One, two, three, four, five, six. Quickly. We have the same story beginning in verse 32. They departed a desert place, shipped privately, so on and so forth. Verse number 37, he answers, says, give them to eat. And, and uh, verse 37, we're, we're, we don't have any money. Amen. We don't have any money. We don't have any money. Verse 38, and how many loaves you have? And he works it all out because he works it all out. That's what he does. He works it all out. Amen. The Bible says in verse 43, they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and the fishes. Right? That sound familiar to everybody? Okay, everybody with me? I'm in Mark chapter number 6. I don't know where you are. I'm in Mark 6, 43. Now I'm in 44. And they that did eat of the loaves were about 5,000 men. Now the Bible gives us here the rest of the story or the immediate portion of the story. Look at your Bible, verse number 45. And straightway he, that's Jesus, right? Straightway he, Jesus, constrained uh, his disciples to go to the other side into Bethsaida while he sent away the people. Now in this 45 to about number 51 is where Jesus walks on the water, Okay. And they're all panicked and they're, they're, they're worried and they're, they're, they don't know what in the world's going on. Now watch, watch, don't miss it, don't miss it. What's this got to do with anything? Just stay with it. Verse number, verse number, verse number, verse number, 50. For they all saw him and were troubled. This is Jesus walking on the water. And immediately he, Jesus, talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. 51. And he went up unto them into the ship and the wind ceased. And they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. 52. For they considered... They considered not the miracle of the loaves. The loaves are showing back up. There's those loaves again. There's those those fragments again. The Holy Spirit records for us that they were sore afraid, they were scared. Now, I don't think this is a negative. I don't think 52 is as negative as it sounds. The Bible says they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hard. Now, you know, if somebody wanted to preach it on the, on the hard side, that's, I don't think it's there. The word consider just means they didn't put it all together. It means they just didn't understand. They, they, didn't, they didn't understand what was going on. They didn't, under, they didn't understand that what Jesus does is meant to last. We just thought it was one big old fine meal. We all went down to the Golden Corral and had a big time. No, no, no. That's supposed to last. That needs to look, look, look. That needs to carry you on. Right. Yes, and they didn't understand that. They didn't. Cons- it's, it's a, the, the word considered me. They didn't. They didn't put it together. They didn't. They didn't perceive all of the components. And so let's not be too hard on them because I don't always put it all together either. Yeah. And the scripture says in fifty two they considered not the merit. Now there's those loaves again. Take your Bible. Look at chapter eight. Mark eight. Mark eight. Mark eight. Mark eight. Now, this story gets kind of rich. Mark chapter number 8. He says, he says, he says here in verse number, verse number, I got to hurry. Verse number uh, 14, the disciples had forgotten to take bread. Okay, now hold it. The story is this. Jesus gets in the boat, and he just had a discussion with the Pharisees. Everybody know what I'm talking about? 
And he just had this discussion with the Pharisees. And the Pharisees, he's just back and forth, back and forth with them. And so he gets in the boat, Brother Danny, and he says to the disciples, look, 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 look. You beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And you be careful of the leaven of Herod. Okay. But they didn't say okay. They said, we didn't bring any lunch. Aren't we dumb sometimes? Don't we miss it sometimes? Now, if you'll read this story, he's a little hard on them. I mean, he's a little hard on them. This is one of those Bible stories I would have loved to have been, number one, on the right side of the issue, but have, but have been there. I would have loved to have been there, but been on the right side. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sunday night, Thomas, if I don't see the, if I don't see the hole in his hands, on the pen, I don't believe. Jesus showed up the next week and said, peace be unto you. Come here, boy. Right? I would have loved to have been there too. But here in the story, Jesus references the fragments. He says, he says, were you with me when that happened? How many fragments, how many, how many baskets full, I love it, full of fragments did you pick up? Twelve. How many fragments, and, then, and then, then the four thousand, how many fragments, how, how, how is it you don't get it? He references these fragments because fragments are meant to show there's an enduring work to what God is doing. Fragments are what's going to get you through, ma'am. Fragments are what's going to get you through, sir. So the question comes again. When you aren't feasting, can you make it on fragments? When it ain't feast day, when it ain't Thanksgiving, can you make it on some leftovers? I personally don't enjoy leftovers. They're not my favorite. Monday night at our house, and glory to God, I'm here. Because Monday night at our place is clean out the refrigerator night. That's what we have. My most unfavorite night. I love when Monday night football comes back in. Because when Monday night football comes back in, we have pizza, amen. But until Monday night football comes in, we got we to we have fragments, a lot of them. We had an anniversary the other night, 24 years, been married to my beautiful wife. And we always go to Red Lobster. Now, no offense to anybody that cooked anything that come out of the bottom of the ocean, but I'm not a seafood eater per se. It's all right. Breathe in and out. It's okay. I know I'm in the wrong part of the world to say that, but I, I'm just not. I mean, if God put it on the bottom of the world, I don't know that he wants it dug up and cooked. And if he put it in a shell and closed it by his almighty power, I'm not sure he wants me cracking that open and eating it. I just want to throw that out. Ocean roaches, amen. And, and, I mean, they're way down. I mean, they're way down there. I mean, they're way down there. And somebody, buy, somebody tries to go dredge them up and clean them and watch this wonderful. But we go, to, we go to a restaurant. I don't know if you have it here called Red Lobster. You ever heard of Red Lobster? Okay, we go to Red Lobster. Well, see, I can't say amen. But we go to Red Lobster. And once a year we go to Red Lobster and she gets all the seafood she wants and I get a steak that tastes like fish. <laughs> But what we do not do ever is this. Now, ladies, you'll understand this. And fellas, you'll understand this. I guess you will. I don't mean to be stereotypical. I do need to hurry, though. I don't get to-go boxes. I eat it all. You too, too, obviously. All right? I, I eat it all. But my wife, oh, I have a to-go box. I need a to-go box. And she brings home this little old bitty something, something, something. 
And then, and then typically, because it's our anniversary, and we got red lobster, and I got dead fish in my car, and we'll go, and I'll take her to the mall, and we'll walk around, and you want something? You want something? No, we don't want anything. Okay, so we leave. So then we go get in the truck, and my, now my truck stinks because I got leftover food in my truck. But the next day, she'll whip it out, and she'll nuke it for a few minutes, and she'll sit down there, and she'll, forgive me, but to some degree, relive the experience. And she'll say, man, this was good. And when you have fragments, you can relive the experience. Can't you? See, instead of saying, God, if you're not working for me today, you're not my God anymore. You ought to have some fragments. See, when the, when the, when the garden ain't grown and it's snowing outside, <laughs> you ought to have something on the shelf that you can open up and eat. Right? See, what God has done for you, sir, and what God has done for you, ma'am, He didn't intend it just for the day. You got to enjoy the day, and you might have enjoyed the next day, and you might have enjoyed the next month, but He never wanted that thing to die. Don't forget the fragments. Don't forget to get those fragments. But Jesus, this is just, this is just a bunch of leftovers. I mean, you created all this other that we had. Why do we got to... Why do I need to gather this up? If you did all this one time, can't you do it again? It's not a question whether I can do it again. I just don't want you to forget what I did this time. I believe we're supposed to live on the fragments at times. I believe that the overwhelming miracles that we're seeking for and that we're frustrated because we don't have are not every day and they're not constant. One should recall the gladness during the feast. I want to ask you something. Do you think these folks in John chapter 6 were happy? They just showed up. Mark says they showed up to a desert place. I've been to Israel. I didn't know there was a difference in the wilderness. When I, when you hear, when I read wilderness in my Bible, I thought it was the woods. Y'all call it the forest. We call it the woods. And we have the deer woods and we have the squirrel woods. That's what we have. But, it, but it's all the same place. But, but I, I didn't know the wilderness and the desert were two different things. Would, you, would it interest you to know that the wilderness gets less rain than the desert? I thought the desert was like when I was a kid. We, go to, we lived in California, and we go ride dune buggies. My dad built a dune buggy. We go to the desert and ride just a big sand pit. Not that way at all. It's just, it's just sort of barren and gets about three inches of water a, a year of rain. A wilderness gets about an inch and a half a year, even less. I didn't know that. But the Bible says they went to a desert place. Now, I want to ask you something. There wasn't no Kroger that we have Kroger. There wasn't no grocery store. There wasn't no Jim's Market down here on the corner. And the Bible says the disciples, look, look, the disciples tried to talk Jesus into sending them away, didn't he? Send them back to their towns. We don't have anything for them. He says, no, feed them. With what? Two penny worth of bread or whatever it is. We don't, we don't have any money to do that. Feed them. What do you have? I got this. We got, we got this kid here, and we stole his lunch. I mean, we took his lunch. I mean, he offered his lunch. And, and, and this five loaves of two fish, he said, Make everybody sit down. We're fixing to eat. Now I want to ask you something. Do you think they were excited about that? Do you think 5,000 people were glad about Jesus? I mean, I mean, we ain't got nothing. All of a sudden, we're having fish sandwiches. Yeah, right, right. I think I'd have more bread. But you get the idea. I think there's gladness. Right. And a fragment, a fragment that you and I have got to keep in our heart and take home is this. How glad you were when Jesus worked in your life. Right. Man, it was so good. You even bothered to even testify one time, didn't you? I like to thank the Lord and everything for what he's done in my life. 
and God has blessed me and I'm saved and I ain't going to hell no more and I'm so glad for that. that, that right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And God fixed my marriage and God brought my, my baby girl home and God helped my son and God saved my sister and God saved my mom and daddy and God's done this. And, right. and I, I'm just so glad. I don't have any apprehension about saying anything. I, I, I'm just excited about what God has done. I'm just glad right. to be in the child, to be in the family of God. I'm just glad about that thing. Yes, Okay, you got to remember that. That's a fragment. Right. Yes, sir. And when times are lean, can times get lean? Yes, sir. And can your places get dry? That's right. And can things get desolate at times? And you think God checked out and moved to Montana on you? Right. you got to go get yourself a fragment. Amen. And be glad about it. Amen. Be glad. I, by the way, I think the disciples were glad too. Because if you'll read your Bible, John chapter number 6, verse number 12, it says, And he blessed and, break, and gave to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the people. I think the disciples were just glad to be a part of it. Right. Yes, sir. Said, wow, Shazam, look here what's going on. Man, we didn't have nothing. Now we got everything. It's eat time. It's buffet time. And we, we, we can have all we want, right? Amen. A fragment is remembering how glad you were while you were feasting. A fragment is also this. You ought to, you ought to recall the gratitude you had during the feast. I think they were thankful. I think they were thankful. I think we can be thankful the ele- other 11 months other than November. Yeah, that's right. I think they were thankful. See, I was thankful when trouble came and God helped me. I didn't say he fixed it like I wanted. I said he helped me. There's a difference. Right. I, 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 I showed some gratitude. Church, you, I'm going to go ahead and thank you whether the preacher wants me to or not. You showed some expense tonight. You took some time. It's bad weather. It's Monday night. You'd rather, you, look, look, look. Can we be playing tonight? Can, we, can, I just, can, can I be playing tonight? On a Monday night? Oh. And you look at the forecast. I didn't want to come to church tonight. <laughs> 18 degrees or some kind of crazy number tonight. You've got to help me. And we're going to go do what? <laughs> Nobody goes to church in Arkansas when weather's like that. I preached a meeting last week, a revival meeting in South Arkansas. We had a tornado warning. That'll get them right with God. Funnel cloud coming right over, you know. <laughs> Hang them out over hell a little bit. Boy, here it comes. The house began to twitch. You know, they're moving it on and so on and so forth. And, and the preacher called me and said, where are you at? I said, I'm coming down Highway 79. I'm about 10 minutes from the church. He said, preacher, there's a funnel cloud coming right down 79. I said, Okay. I'm coming anyway. It's exp- you know, it's, it, 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 thank, God, thank God for a church to show up and do and go to the expense and it costs, right? By the way, daddies, be sure you teach your children to thank their mama for dinner. Be sure you teach your boy and teach your girl to th- thank your mama for dinner. Thank you for cooking dinner. And don't gobble it all down before she sits down. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I'll leave it alone. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. One should remember the gratitude. See, you, remember how thankful you were that one time? Remember how thankful you were when you were feasting on God's goodness? That's a fragment. Don't forget that. Last one. Gladness, gratitude. You ought to remember, you ought to recall the good times during the feast. I listened to your church down there. Laughing and joking. Good spirit in this church. Amen. You ought to be thankful you're a member of this church. You ought to be thankful that man's your pastor. Amen. Good spirit. Good time. Personally, I don't like to talk and eat. I'd rather eat and we'll talk later. But let me, let me eat. 
I heard a word the other day, a teenager used it, I didn't know what it was. Isn't it amazing? Have you ever heard a word and then, and then you think, oh, I never heard that before. And then suddenly you see it everywhere. Yeah. Hangry. Y'all ever heard of hangry? No, you never heard of hangry? Okay, I'm going to learn you something right here. Hangry. Hangry is I'm hungry and it keeps going and going and now I'm mad about it. <laughs> I get hangry. I realize that about myself. My wife knew it for a long time. You know, <laughs> Feed him, feed him. He's, he's just so much happy. I'm happier tonight than I was all day today because I ate. But, I, but, but the fellowship and the goodness, the good things of God, and the family atmosphere of church. I love church. Big people know what I'm talking about. Big people. I like to eat. I like to eat. Y'all like to eat? Man, I love to eat. My daughter, y'all see my daughter eat. She's like just a, she's a ravenous wolf. She eats, and I thought, she eats just like I do. Like somebody's fixing to take it away from you. You ever tell your kids that? Slow down. Nobody's going to take that away from you, boy. It's good. It's good to be in the family of God. But sometimes we're not quite so sure. Let's just be honest. Let's be honest. Sometimes it's, sometimes we're not. Man, I don't know. A young woman under the age of 30, five children, count them, one, two, three, four, five, the oldest in fifth grade. Husband called her one day and said, I ain't coming home no more. I got me another girl. She called me. Preacher, I don't know what to do. He's not coming home. That's three years ago. And every now and then she got to come in and you can do it. You can do this. Look at you. You're making it. They can do this. And she is. Got herself a job and trucking right along. Because sometimes, now don't be a Pharisee on me tonight. I'm done. I'm done. But sometimes it appears God has forgot your name. And sometimes when we've got, take that one prayer request you've been praying for over and over and over and over and months and years and years and years. What's wrong with you? Don't you love me? Won't you fix this for me? You better go to the cupboard. And you better get yourself a fragment. Because the fragment is an evidence of one time where you were feasting. And you, you don't need to remember that. Jesus, help us with this tonight. Bless the word of God to our hearts.